We are in Alma 36, and I love this. This is the account that Alma tells of his conversion story to his son, Helaman. And I love this even more than when we first learned the account. It's been 26 years since the angel came. And the reason I love this even more is because life has happened in these 26 years and Alma has spent a lifetime of repenting and changing and bringing others to a knowledge of the truth. And so I love how he details this account for his son. And the very first thing he says in verse 1 is, it's so easy. If you keep the commandments of God, you will prosper in the land. And this is the theme of this entire chapter. So we just get this message straight off. If you're obedient, God prospers you. Okay, and in verse 2, he says, remember the captivity of our fathers. And if you think of that, I just wrote down there. We have, we know that they refer to the story of Moses. We know they refer to the story of Lehi often. We know he's talking about Alma, his father, and his spiritual bondage. And we know he's talking about his own spiritual bondage. Alma, his father, also had other bondage with Amulon. So he's talking about that. Remember those bondages that they were in and how the Lord delivered them how it it benefits us to follow the Lord and how he blesses us. So it's so easy if you are obedient, he blesses us and prospers us. And so he gives those examples. And then in, in three, he says, you are in your youth. So if you just learn now that if you have faith, God will support you your whole life. And we are earning our reward in the next life. We will be lifted at the last day to dwell with him. And then we earn our reward. Okay, so I want to go down to verse five. And, he, and I love this again that he says in verse 5, if I had not been born of God, I should not have known these things of myself. And so he's talking about the day that he was born of God. And again, each of us should be able to know a day when our hearts were touched. And it can be more than one day. And we came into the fold of God. We made that decision to be a child of God and to follow him. And I love that. And I love that he says, this was not of any worthiness of myself. This happened because of the prayers of his father. And we do know if you check those dates, he was not a teenager. It's interesting that we portray it as a, as a church um, like he was young. But we do know if you check those dates, he probably was in his 30s or 40s. And so a man. And um, I think it's because we call him Alma the Younger. We like to portray him as a young man. But he was a man who knew better. Okay, and then it tells us he went about to destroy the church of God and he was stopped. And then it tells us in verse 7, he did fear and he fell to the earth. And the thing that I love is in verse 8, that the voice said to me, the angel said to me, arise. And I arose and stood. And the reason that I love that is I love that the angel basically says, be a man, stand up. I am talking to you, stand up. That's what I see in my head. And so I just absolutely love that. And then he says, if thou wilt of thyself be destroyed, that's your choice. You want to do these things and destroy yourself. Absolutely do this, destroy yourself. But guess what? You will not destroy my church. That is God's church. That is his choice. So do what you want with your own life, but you will no longer destroy my church and lead people away. And then we know in verse 10, 
um, the way it says it, that he couldn't use his mouth or his limbs, he's basically in a coma because he goes on and he teaches us that he is conversing with angels and seeing things and all of this is happening. So he's not there aware of people fasting and praying for him. He is being racked with torment. And it tells us, and I love these words in 11 and 12, um, it says after the angel said this, he could no more hear because he was just full of fear and knew the awful things he had done. And in 12, here are the words, racked with eternal torment. And then um, harrowed up to the greatest degree. And if you think of those words, racked and harrowed, those are words that we um, use to describe torture. So that tells you how horrible it was. And those words are not by accident. Okay. And then it tells us um, in 13, I did remember all my sins and iniquities for which I was tormented with the pains of hell. And that is what the definition of hell is. That is hell, that we get to be aware of all the wrongs we have done against, because it says I had rebelled against God and not kept his commandments. All the wrongs we have done against God, but also all the wrongs we have done that have led others from him. That is the definition of hell. And that's why it's called burning. Is It is a torment. It is racked and harrowed. That is excruciating pain and horrible. And then I love in 14 that he says, I had murdered many of his children. And when he says that, the reason he says murdered is he had led them from God. He had destroyed them spiritually. I had and says or rather led them away to destruction and that is spiritually. And then I love the very thought of coming into the presence of God to rack my soul with horror. And that reminds me of in Revelations and when we talk about at the end of this life um, before the second coming that many will, it says they will hide in the holes and the clefts of the rocks. It's because they won't want to come into his presence so they would rather dwell in a cave and be hidden and they will wish that the rocks could fall upon them and hide them from him that's pretty graphic explanation of how much you don't want to be in his presence and 15 is how he says it i could be banished and become extinct both soul and body you would rather cease to exist that is hell okay and so i love that it says um 16 that it happened for three days and three nights and the thing that we need to remember in the scriptures is three is significant we we know the godhead is three people we know that christ suffered for three days it tells us before he was resurrected we have three witnesses we know that three is a spiritual number and it signifies different things and it signifies a triangle right when we are sealed in the temple we're sealed to our spouse and to the savior and what that means is it's complete and so i love that this significance of three days is that it's complete and what that means is it brought him at the end of this three days to cry out to christ and to call upon him and make use of his atonement so that's what three is significant of okay and so it tells us in 17 while i was racked and tormented harrowed up by the memory of my sins I remember to have heard my father prophesy concerning one Jesus Christ. And I have one circled right there because it is so significant. He says one and not my God, not my Jesus Christ, because we have heard him prophesy and say, my God, 
my Jesus Christ, which is so touching to me that he has become his. He should become ours. We should refer to him as my God and my Christ. But here, the reason he has it written this way is he is not his at this point. He remembers his father talking about one Jesus Christ. And then I love in 18, now as my mind caught hold on this thought, I cried within my heart, not my God, O Jesus, thou son of God, have mercy on me. He knows he is not qualified for it. He knows he does not deserve it, but he is going to put all of his faith and all of his trust in his father's words. And this to me is beautiful because it tells me all of those times that we had scripture study, all of those times we had prayer, all of those times that I thought, why am I doing this? My kids are running around. It is utter chaos. They're not hearing a thing. Oh, yes, they are. It is never a waste. And I remember at one point when we had five very small children, five under the age of seven, and I was in the tub one night just crying, just feeling like the biggest failure because most often it would end up with me losing my patience at them. And I just thought, this does not bring the spirit into our home. This is not a great thing. And my husband traveled a lot, so a lot of the time it was me alone. And I can remember I was in the tub just crying, going, everyone promises this is worth it, but I don't see it. And I was just bawling. And all of a sudden, the thought came to my head, why do you do this? And I, I thought, well, because I've done it my whole life. Who trained you to do it? And I thought, well, it was done in my home growing up my whole life. I can't remember a day that we didn't have scripture study, a week we didn't have home evening, a time we didn't attend church. And the Spirit said to me, it is establishing a habit, and that is worth everything. So quit worrying about what it's teaching right now. You are establishing a habit, and hopefully they will grow up, and like you, they will do this because it is a habit in their life, and eventually it will bring a testimony. Eventually it will bring the Spirit. Eventually it will bring the peace and the blessings you are seeking for, and man, is that true. But you have to start when they're little, little, little. From the time before they're even born, you have to start. And I love that. And I love in 20, it says, and oh, what joy, what marvelous light I did behold. My soul was filled with joy as exceeding as my pain. And so the pain was gone. And the reason I have this circled is we know that when Lehi partook of the fruit, when Nephi partook of the fruit in the tree, we know that that fruit was the love of God and it was joy to the soul. And so I have that there because that's what he's experiencing is the love of God. The same as partaking of the fruit. Okay, so I love that. And then I love that he says there could be nothing so exquisite and so bitter as were my pains. And again, I say, on the other hand, there can be nothing so exquisite and sweet as my joy. There is opposition in all things. And that is how we learn. It is a gift that we have guilt. It is a gift that we have pain. It is a gift that repentance is hard because it will make the next time us not want to make that mistake again. 
and and the gift of repentance, knowing that love of God and feeling that joy and having that guilt swept away will make us cleave to him even stronger and not be tempted. So it's opposition in all things. And I love that that verse sums it up so clearly. Verse 20 is just beautiful or 21. Sorry. Okay. And I love that he says he thought he could see Lehi and he so desired to be there. And that's so important because that's what's going to make him stand by stand with God. That's why we need this severe opposition is because he needs to know I don't ever want to go through that pain and that torture again. I want to be in heaven with Lehi with those angels praising God. And I love that. So I love that 24. He says, yea, and from that time until now, I have labored without ceasing that I might bring souls unto repentance. I love that it's labor, it's work, and it's been the rest of his life changing, but it's not enough that I change. I want everyone to feel the joy that I felt and know the gift that it is to taste that fruit and that joy that I did taste. And here it is. I did taste. It has to do with the fruit and filling the love of God and being filled with the love of God. That is what joy is. And I love that. So 26, again, it says tasted for because of the word, which he imparted to me, behold, many um, have been born of God and have tasted as I have tasted. And that is the love of God. That is the fruit of the tree of life. And so I love that. And then in 27, he says, I've been supported. I have been delivered. I trust in him and it was worth it. He will still deliver me. And I love that testimony. And he has, he went through Ammonihah. He's gone through all of these things. He's been cast in prison. He's been beat and spat upon in Ammonihah, just as the savior was. And then I love this, 28. So he tells this whole story. And then I love it ends with this. And I know he will raise me up at the last day to dwell with him in glory. He knows this is not I think. This is not I hope. I know he has spent the rest of his life and he was not a teenager. He was a man who knew better, but he has spent the rest of his life. And here he testifies, I know where I will be and we can know where we will be. And I love, I will praise him forever. And here's where he details, starting in verse one, where he says, if we're obedient, we are prospered. And remember in verse two, bondage. And here's where he talks about Moses being delivered from the Egyptians and being delivered from the Red Sea and Lehi being delivered. And I love that because those were my thoughts in verse one. And here he sums them up and he's going to end exactly how he started. 29. And he has brought our fathers out of the land of Jerusalem, Lehi, and he's brought us in remembrance of our captivity. You ought to retain that as I have done their captivity. But by my hold, my son, verse 30, this is not all for ye ought to know, as I do know, that inasmuch as you keep the commandments of God, you will prosper in the land. He starts with it. He ends with it. And if you will not you will be cut off. And the truth that I love of that is it is our choice. If you will of yourself be destroyed, that is your choice, but you will not destroy my church. It is our choice. And the reason is 
we would fain be glad for rocks to fall upon us and hide us from his presence. It is us that will hide from him. It is not him at the judgment day. It will all be our choice and we will know. We will know where we will stand. And I love that Alma who has gone through all of this has come to a place where he absolutely knows where he will dwell. And we can too. And it's not a life of perfection. It's a life of becoming. And it's who we desire to be and who we are trying to follow. And every day after that angel came, Alma awoke and tried to become more than he was. To make amends for the wrongs that he had done and led others to taste of the fruit that he tasted and know of the love of God. He so desires that we all be with him, but we have to repent every day and change who we are and make ourselves better and more who he needs us to be. And so I love this because this is exactly what testifies of our entire life. We are earning our reward and how beautiful it is that this man who was a man, not a boy, who should have known better, but because of prayers and the teachings of his father, came to a knowledge like the prodigal son of the truth and changed his entire life and became a man who knew where he would stand and that he would dwell with God. I love this. I bear you my testimony that we can know the church is true and how much our Savior loves us.